This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, January 4th, 2018. I'm Caleb Brown. As tensions rise over North Korea and Iran, what should the focus of American foreign policy be in 2018? Chris Preble, Vice President for Defense and Foreign Policy Studies at the Cato Institute, describes the terrain of the decisions facing the current administration. Compare and contrast uh, Donald Trump campaigner with his first year uh, as the the chief diplomat for the United States. <laughs> yeah, those are two words that we never want to see used in conjunction with Donald Trump, chief diplomat. Uh, in fact, again, it's not it's not funny because when the actual chief diplomat, Secretary of State Rex Tillerson, has attempted at various stages in his unhappy tenure in that office to engage in negotiations with uh, foreign leaders or to signal to foreign leaders that he is interested in negotiations, the president of the United States uh, uh, routinely uh, scorned the the notion that the United States of America would uh, engage in negotiations with any number of countries that President Trump doesn't see fit to negotiate with, including North Korea and Iran, for example. So, I do think that one of the that in that sense, it is consistent with. Uh, President Trump's behavior is consistent with candidate Trump's rhetoric from the 2016 campaign, which was quite dismissive of the notion that the United States uh, even needs to bother with uh, uh, negotiations or uh, uh, diplomacy, uh, that instead the United States can rely on uh, toughness and tough talk and uh, uh, military strength to uh, intimidate, coerce, cajole, etc., uh, recalcitrant foreign actors to do what we want them to do. Um, now, in a more serious uh, fr- uh, aspect, uh, we see the limits of this, for example, with respect to China. Um, the president talked. Talk, uh, the president talked about China in a very uh, consistently tough way over the course of his campaign, and yet when he came into office, he appeared to back away from that. Of course, the the famous meeting uh, at Mar-a-Lago with uh, uh, Xi Jinping, the president of China. Um, after that, the president really sort of stopped short of criticizing the Chinese government and the regime, but in the last few weeks... Uh, he has sort of turned the rhetoric up again. So that might be a signal that 2018 is is likely to be different from 2017 with respect to U.S.-China relations. It seems like events have offered uh, an opportunity for the United States to not exactly withdraw, but uh, step down its insistence on being at the center of any geopolitical negotiation across the globe. And I'm thinking of uh, North Korea and Iran. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that that I think that that's right. I think that the the world is, in some respects, moving away from the United States is not expecting the United States to be at the center of every negotiation. I think that that's not necessarily what President Trump intended. I don't know 
I'm not sure if it's what the American people want. That would be an interesting question. Um, of course, for years now, Americans have said pretty consistently, a pretty solid majority of Americans don't want the United States to be seen as responsible for every single problem in the world. On the other hand, I wouldn't be as surprised if there is some anxiety, even among President Trump's strongest supporters, who see in his pledge to to produce or recreate American greatness, uh, is American greatness synonymous with the United States not being a leading player, the leading player in the world? Is there is there a disconnect there? I, I think it's possible, uh, but we'll just have to see how, um, again, especially the president's supporters interpret uh, if the rest of the world moves forward on a number of pro projects and initiatives without the United States. If, for example, the United States um, uh, formally withdraws from the Iran nuclear deal and the other parties to that deal do not follow suit, um, will that be seen as uh, sort of something not really worrying about or worth worrying about? Um, we see in Asia, we see that the there is uh, considerable interest in continuing with the Trans-Pacific Partnership even without the United States, which uh, one of the very first things that President Trump did was to withdraw from the, from the TPP. So in those areas, for example, um, there, the United States would seem to be um, uh, possibly on the outside looking in. It, just in the last few days, we've seen um, uh, uh, an approach. We'll see how how effective this will be uh, by uh, uh, North Korea leader Kim Jong Un to try to uh, reinitiate or resume uh, talks with the South Korean government. Uh, if if that works, if if ultimately we see um, a warming of relations between the North and the South, and it's it's much too soon to predict that that will happen. But if it did happen, uh, would President Trump uh, look on that as a as a as a good thing? I sort of doubt it. Uh, but if but if this uh, willingness on the part of the South Korean government to try to improve relations with the North is is driven or or in, is motivated in part by great concern in Seoul uh, of a war on the Korean Peninsula, uh, then we can see that the, that the president's desire for pressuring the North Korea uh, North Korean government uh, might might actually backfire. And I, I should have included in that uh, in that statement uh, Pakistan, the United States, right. probably shouldn't have as significant a role as Pakistan's neighbors. That's right. I, I think that's that's absolutely correct. Of course, we've been saying that for some time here at Cato that the U.S.-Pakistan relationship um, is in many respects sort of deeply inconsistent with actual U.S. strategic interests, um, not just in Afghanistan, where for years the Pakistani government has really been working at cross purposes with the United States in Afghanistan, but also with respect to relations with India and a number of other players. It's In some respects, it's a, it's a legacy of the Cold War, uh, but in other respects, it's, uh, it reflects a real sort of profound misconception about the ability of the United States to put to put pressure and leverage on uh, the Pakistani government, Islamabad, to, to, again, to do what the United States wishes them to do as opposed to what they think is in their best interest. 
Chris Preble is Vice President for Defense and Foreign Policy Studies at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast at iTunes and Google Play, and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast. 